1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm not sure how happy a happy hour is because justice is uh, stumbling around in the alley drunk and just threw up in the fucking dumpster. And
0: we're holding back justice's hair. While
1: it pukes in the toilet. So, we, so
0: it doesn't get chunks yeah. in its hair. No. And yeah. we don't have
1: voting rights yet. until nope. so my friend Joe Madison, the Black Eagle, is on a hunger strike. I mean, people, come on. We've, we need it. We've got to get to the uh, voting rights. There is no other issue. Right. As what, as that's what Rob, uh, Rob Reiner said to me as we were waiting at the
0: valet for our cars. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just sorry. Like there, there is, is no, no other issue. That cocktail. I
1: have become a uh, Mrs. Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. I, I have, I, I, well, I mentioned Mrs. Eagle when I hit on Joe Madison repeatedly, but I am worried. <laughs> I'm like, eat, Bob, eat, you're too skinny. We're hunger strike. And he laughs every time you call his wife, Mrs. Eagle. It's, well, you know, <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> He's hot. Oh my God. I miss God. him and I want, I just yes. want him to eat again. Please. I'm become his I Sally Struthers, please, in the arms of no, the that's pass not Pass the John Lewis Act so that Joe Madison can eat. That's not Sally Struthers. That's not, no. That's is that not. a different commercial? Yes. Get him a fucking sandwich and pass voting rights. That's my point, people. That was the dogs chained up in the yard. Also. <laughs> also, we have Miles Taylor. Uh, yes. Present, not former, present Republican. Yep. But anonymous, right? Yeah. From the, what's happening to my box? Thank you. Anonymous, he's the right... Uh, But he is working to, uh, you know, save America from the fascism that Donald Trump is bringing. God bless him.
0: Uh, He's the Republican that we need. He's the Republican who's actually going to have a conversation with us and get shit done.
1: I want to go back to hating him and arguing about other things. Okay, calm down, girl. As (laughs) soon as we save America from
2: the fascism.
0: I think he was mildly impressed that your dad ran for vice president with Barry Goldwater.
1: That was was a name drop. (laughs) That's that's
0: how I sold him on this interview, by the way.
1: (laughs) How we, that's how we drag him in uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> steph's dad famously lost the election and we got to see his little scruffy dog which was fantastic martini yeah. yes Martini's dog martini adorbs okay and, and he- if you subscribe to the uh, video podcast you'll see it too oh, okay and he's super cute and he's and he is trying to save america yes and we need his, that bless his heart and it, we talked about how much it fucking pissed trump off this is synonymous anonymous, anonymous anonymous. Remember you can't even pronounce anonymous. No. Anonymous needs to be executed. Anonymous. Manominum. It's fantastic. Okay, so <laughs> so please, for God's sakes, help us hold uh, uh, Justice's hair while it pukes in the toilet. <laughs> while Miles uh, Taylor and Madison trying to get yeah. us our democracy back. Okay. Happy, happy hour. Woo. OMG, I am so excited about our new sponsor, Cook Unity. These are ready cooked meals. You want to know my first six? Grilled mahi mahi with oyster mushrooms and steamed rice. <gasps> Vegan rigatoni pesto. Four cheese ravioli with cherry tomatoes and spinach. Hang on. Climate friendly chickpea and quinoa bowl. Classic salad nichua. Lemon baked tilapia. I don't have time to cook com slash liberal or enter the code liberal before checkout for fifty percent off your first week. That's fifty percent off your first week by using the code liberal or going to Cookunity.com/liberal. Speaking of fine Americans, my black eagle has landed. Joe Madison of XM and my heart joins us now.
2: And I, I wish I were there to embrace you. I I, you <laughs> know, I so miss this. Not us all uh getting uh getting together, but I I gotta tell you I'm. And I I, I, I want to say this because I don't get a chance, but I am just a big fan. Because when I leave Aww. my studio, no, and I don't I don't say this to flatter you. I say it because I appreciate what you do and how you do it. Aww. And I and and uh, Friday, what is it? Friday, the Black Power Hour? Yes, <laughs> with
1: Angela. Yes. yes.
2: They people must think I'm crazy when they see me driving and, and I'm <laughs> cracking up. But, um, uh, Angela's and, Angela's homegirl from Detroit, yes. you know, I spent yeah. 20 years in Detroit, yeah, but they are. You know, send them my love. They, I will. They're good. I, they, they're they are.
1: Good. Uh, they are magic. Mm-hmm. They are magic. Um, yeah. You are also magic. I return the favor. You are back in your eagle's nest there at uh, Sirius XM finally, and I am, uh, as you know, a longtime fan of yours as well. And so I, the first thing when I heard you were doing a hunger strike for voting rights, I was like, No, he's too skinny already. I'm already worried about you. I know. <laughs> well, I know you it, have a you know, Mrs. Eagle because I've met her and she's beautiful and fantastic, but. I'm worried about you. I know this is no, really a brave and patriotic thing to do, but it's uh, it's a big deal—a hunger strike. Yeah.
2: Well, my, my response to that and has been: we should worry about the country. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and I have said this. Uh, look, I, I, you know, I, I kept watching all of these different protests, uh, Stephanie, and 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 then again listening to Francis, Angela, and you guys. I mean, raising hell, and, and rightfully so. Um, and, and then, you know, I'm, I went into my history uh, book and I thought about the end of the first Reconstruction, 1877. You, you had the 14th and 15th Amendment. I'll go through this quickly. 'Cause our friend Tom Hartman can give it to you uh, in, in detail. Yeah. I always but, uh, feel like
0: there's
1: gonna be a test when I listen to Tom Hartman. <laughs> I start to sweat and, and I'm like, oh
2: but but what happened was the compromise was to take away uh, federal troops from southern states, and as soon as Rutherford B. Hayes agreed to that, here come the Ku Klux Klan. Mm-hmm. They they took away the, the, the vote of, of all of black folk and these black codes and the whole culture of the, of the country changed. And, and there was also an attitude in the country, even in the north, well, we've done enough for black folk. Mm-hmm. And we gave them the 14th and 15th Amendment. So, you know, we've done enough. Well, you know, for 70, 80 years, um, the, the franchise was threatened. And here we are now, what I refer to, Stephanie, as the almost the end of the second reconstruction. And what are they going after? Our vote. Yeah. We've, got, we've got 400 voter suppression bills that have been introduced in 49 states. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the John Lewis bill and the right and the uh, the other t- bills. Uh, the other bill, um, my God! Uh, all it does is to pre- prevent. It protects our vote. It yeah. keeps it from su- suppressing us. Well, I got to tell you, I started channeling my mentor, my friend. We've been in more. We uh, we used to laugh. We've been in some of the best jails in America. Dick <laughs> Gregory, <right? laughs> and I, you know, I said, "What would Dick do?" And I uh, talked to his son Christian. And he said, you know what? And I talked to, talked to him about we got to do a hunger strike. We, we just got to. And what's the purpose? Suffer yet. They did a hunger strike in England. Yeah. They did it in America to get the right to vote. So the protest is to get attention. Yeah. Now, I've got four children, five grandchildren, one great grandchild. Mm. And quite candidly, you know, I don't want them to 50 years from now, 30 years from now, Look back and and see where their their vote has been suppressed. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I went on the hunger strike. Yeah. And they have three cool. options, everybody. Three options. Yeah. Uh, one, you uh, the congressional black caucus said, look, reconvene the Senate and and take a take another vote. Now they've done they've knocked it down using the filibuster five times. They weren't even, the even second, allowed debate. Republicans yeah. weren't yeah, even allowed debate. What, won't even allow debate. And I'm not going to sit here and with, and with, my, with my generation having my children say, "Well what what did you do? Yeah what did you do to stop this?" Then the second thing you can do is pass the freedom to vote Act yeah, yeah. And, and, and then the third thing, and this is what really is, 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 is ticking me all, just blow up the filibuster. you know, nuke the filibuster. And the reason I say that, I think I sent your crew a clip that Mitt Romney. Oh, you don't want to do that because, you know, 50-50 chance Trump might become president. We might take over the Senate, Stephanie, and you'll need the filibuster uh, for something. Now, get this, other than protecting the voting rights. And that's just another way of saying, you know, you guys want to blow up the filibuster to protect black people? And, yeah. and that's all he's saying. Because yeah. the, the, these these voter suppression laws in forty nine states, the only reason that they got introduced was it, because black folk turned out to vote. Yeah. yeah. Even why does someone pandemic. Why doesn't
1: someone ask Mitt Romney, Joe? Wh- wh- why did your party vote for voting rights ninety eight to nothing? Just a sh- few short years ago under George W. Bush. What? Why, why? We. Thank why, you. The reason we need to do this is because. As you just said, there are voter suppression bills in forty nine uh states and we have a Republican Senate that will not even allow debate on this. And
2: you got it. And, that's it. So that's why that's why I decided yeah. a hunger strike. So it the question is, well, what about your health? It's 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 not about me. It is about my children, and I gotta tell you, somebody I wouldn't give you a dime for right now, and that is Tim Scott, mm-hmm. the senator yeah. from South Carolina, yeah. his ancestors, his forefathers, must be rolling over in their grave to be from South Carolina, knowing that when African-American, newly freed slaves, had the right to vote in South Carolina, they damn near controlled the state legislature, yeah. they sent members to the Congress, and 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 here he is, yeah. putting party over principle. I mean, by the way, tune this mean, in this Friday
1: for the biscuit recipe of Tim Scott uh, <laughs> as brought to you by Frangela on the Black Power Hour. I, 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 I would I'll never say anything about his biscuits, but Frangela has thoughts.
2: Okay. Good. Well, that, that's why I love her, because it, I, mean, he, I don't know how he looks in the mirror at himself. Right. I, know, I mean, I know. this is crazy. This is great. And South Carolina led the way in, yeah. dis, in uh, disenfranchising yeah. black folks.
1: Well, but but also, I mean, how many of these votes are we going to have to have, Joe, before it, it, Manchin gets the, You know, he's the one that's like, oh, I do my bill and we'll get Republican votes. He got none. He got one. He got Lisa Murkowski. I mean, just to get a carve out, at least for voting rights. Um, you said agree or disagree. Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema have done more to help Mitch McConnell than most people of his own freaking party. Yes. Yeah. Right.
2: right yeah. Now. That's why he openly no, no, praises then, them. Mm-hmm. No, I, look, I, I, maybe I can send this to you. I played, I think it was a two-minute public service piece talking about how uh, Joe Manchin and his family are making millions of dollars. Yeah. Their average income in, in, in West Virginia is $26,000 a year. Yeah, And, and here he is. You know, making, I mean, making millions, his whole family is making millions yeah. of dollars. And that's why I'm i am saying to uh, uh, Joe Biden, you know, he's got to be able to find something that that Joe Manchin wants, or that at least his
1: state yeah, wants. Yeah, yeah.
2: You right, know, they're, right. they're damn near well, last in education, they're damn near last in infrastructure. Uh, all that is on record and i think you have to pull you you know you got to do what lbj did Mm -hmm. you you know like i'm looking at those uh, photographs behind you your father and miller and and all that you and you tell me you can't find 10 republicans in the united states senate that will do the right thing
1: yeah When all of them just voted for it under George W. Bush. I mean, it's. Thank you. That's where, I mean, in this Republican Party, they don't even use racist dog whistles anymore, Joe. It's a foghorn in Virginia. I mean, and the media, as we keep saying, doesn't help. Where's the interview with one black mom? And how she feels about her kids not being taught about the history of racism in the country? I mean, why? Why do the media just, you know, talk about this is clever education strategy? Banning a Toni Morrison book—that's your education oh, strategy? please!
2: I mean, you know, don't even get me started. I mean, I, I said it. I said it the other day. It's like, you know, it's like a, a biology teacher in high school teaching brain surgery. Shut up. <laughs>
1: I loved your tweet. I respect Aaron Rodgers for his skill, but I'm about to kick his ass for invoking Dr. Martin Luther King's letter from Birmingham.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> he, 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 he. Pat, can you imagine taking—he took the whole thing out of context. Yeah. I mean, totally out of—and <laughs> of, and, and, and then, of course, we realized he just lied. I mean, he just. Well, you said it on Twitter. You said
1: the Green Bay Packers in the NFL have to be held accountable for letting Aaron Rodgers lie about his vaccination status. I mean, talk about from January sixth to that. mm -hmm. There can't be different rules, you know, for people that are you know, whatever. I talked to a friend.
2: I talked to a friend I played ball with in college, and he played pro. Went on to play pro bowl. And I said, I said, what? Just give me the inside scoop. He said that Aaron Rodgers actually kicked the whole. Green Bay Packer organization under the bus because they had to know that he was not vaccinated. So somebody either changed, they must have forged the medical report because all the teams have to issue a medical report. Yeah. And he said, so they either forged it or he lied on it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, Joe Madison. I love you. I love our team here at SiriusXM. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know, but SiriusXM still has a picture of Stephanie Mills up when my show is on, <laughs> and I've never wow. wanted them to change it because I love it <laughs> so wow. much. Wow. Frangela loves the Mills fact that the I singer. become Stephanie Mills for the Black yeah. Power Hour. We don't want it changed. No, you like it that way. Stingy. Yes. Yeah. I sometimes break into when I think of home. I think of a place <laughs> with love <laughs> overflowing. Okay. All right, somebody actually went to a sexy liberal concert and they thought it was a Stephanie Mills show. (laughs) <laughs> and they stayed and they still enjoyed the sexy liberal show
2: even well, though I'm, yeah. I'm still trying to get tickets to your show Oh, we'll look you tickets oh, anytime you, you want it
1: you'll be on panel for god's yes. sakes all right um listen please tell mrs eagle me, but, tell but, tell mrs eagle to take good care of humor you, you're precious ever since you uh, you know beat me out for radio hall of fame i've really i'm not bitter at all and i've loved you so much you're oh, an american stephanie. institution oh stephanie why louise i don't even i don't even remember it i don't even i don't remember it
2: Stephanie. Yes. Stephanie, I voted for you. <laughs> oh! I voted for you.
1: <laughs> anyway, tell her See, to keep that's you. That's what
2: happened. That's yeah. right. Tell Mrs. Eagle, okay. I'm
1: jealous of her, but to keep you safe on this hunger strike, and thank you for standing up for democracy and for voting rights. We appreciate it and appreciate and, you. And
2: let's get let's get these folks to do let's get these people to do the, the, the right yeah. thing. They have yeah. got three three things they can do, and pick one. Yeah. And let's get this, let's let, let's turn this yeah. around. Yeah. And Joe can't do this something.
1: for long. Joe is r- ripped. Biden ain't gonna get re-elected. Yeah. Biden's not
2: going to get reelected. Biden's not going to get reelected without the black vote. That's right. right. And they, they'll they never win another national election. They need us.
1: That's right. Yep. That's right. And please, Joe is, he's not skinny, but he's ripped and he can't do this for very long. So let's hurry up and get voting rights. We love you, Joe Madison, you God, you Adonis, you. I love you. Goodbye. No, love you, Ben. <laughs> Thanks, Joe.
2: Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.
1: I'm only seeing Anonymous on the Zoom. Oh, it's Miles Taylor. <laughs> Miles Terrell. Such he, a... Has a yes. he has a face. He has a face. such a patriot. <laughs> and he's ready to go work out just like you. <laughs> yeah, that's it, right. Did, did it give you an extra layer of pleasure how insane it drove Donald Trump about who Anonymous was? I mean, during that whole period?
0: To be honest with you, Stephanie, there there weren't a lot of reasons to crack a grin in that time period, yeah. but I'd be lying if I said... Um, I I didn't at least enjoy a little bit how ballistic it made him go. But at the same time, it was alarming. I mean, the president became so obsessed with, you know, uh, yet another quote-unquote witch hunt that um, he didn't do his job. And so, yeah, but, but, you know, look, I still smile when he decides to come after me. And when he pretends some days to not have known me, but then to have known me, but known I was so low-level that I didn't matter, but then didn't know me again. So... I just think it shows that um, you were, he's uh, getting older. He's got a yeah. little bit of dementia. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you were the coffee boy's coffee boy, apparently. That's um, right. That's right. <laughs> if la you've la just tuned only. in, this is Miles Taylor, a.k.a. the famous anonymous. Tom New York Times best-selling author. Yes, New York Times best-selling author, co-founder of Renew America movement. Um, speaking of Renewing America, you tweeted the GOP. You sort of echoed what Jackie Speier just said right there. The GOP civil war has gone from figurative to physical, and that should worry all of us. Um, I, I mean, I don't know how many people have to warn us that we are really at a very dangerous point, right? I mean, I'm, these just my two headlines this morning, Miles. Gun-loving Trump supporters are amassing shock troops to attack democracy, according to a former firearms executive. Death threats, tweets, jolt, uh, GOP infrastructure reporters. I mean, is it going to move the needle, you think, with Republicans that Marjorie Taylor Greene is giving out their phone numbers for voting for infrastructure? So now they're getting death threats along with the members she's Democratic members she's directly threatening.
0: Yeah, th- this is real. This is real, and it's very bad, and it's not politics, and it's not hyperbole. I mean, it's actually become, Stephanie, in my mind, a national security threat. Now, I- I'm not actually in politics. I've never worked on a political campaign. I am now because of this fight against Trump, but I've spent my whole career in national security. Yeah. This is one of the biggest public safety threats I've seen in our time, is this intense uh, civil discord across the country. Two examples just this week. Uh, one was yesterday. Uh, Trump said in an interview, basically said in response to the fact that the protesters on January 6th, the insurrectionists rather, were saying they should hang Mike Pence. Trump says, well, you know, they were angry. He basically justifies yes, it. He basically yes. justifies the fact that they wanted to hang the vice president yeah. of the United States. Now to Donald Trump, that's loose talk. But to his supporters, that's a loaded gun that they can go fire. Um, That's what's really scary about it. That's one piece. Number two is I was having a conversation this week with a friend who still works for the FBI and talking about the domestic terrorism uh, numbers that they're seeing, the number of cases they're tracking nationwide. And this person's comment to me was uh, basically the numbers have gone up tenfold since you were in government. Okay, tenfold the number of domestic terrorism cases they're tracking since I left the administration. That's a direct result of the former president's rhetoric. That's pretty scary stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, you know, you and Olivia Troy, who we've had on the show, uh, I don't know if you're both still Republican, but you're our velociraptors now. Speaking of (laughs) velociraptors, (laughs) (laughs) Do do you still consider yourself a Republican? Where are you on that?
0: You know, look, I I do because I'm holding out hope that uh, we can bring the GOP back from the brink. But here's why it's important for people like me to remain a Republican, because if all of the center right Republicans and the moderates jump ship, we're just ceding the whole battlefield to the extremists. And even if we all went and joined the Democratic Party, one party rule is not good for this country. And we know that eventually, like all things in American politics, the pendulum will swing back. But if it swings back and we have a thousand miniature Trumps in the GOP, the country's going to be a lot worse for it. So, I mean, what we're trying to do over at Renew America movement is protect the common sense coalition at the center, protect the good Republicans against the yeah. bad ones, pure and simple. Um, but that's really hard to do in this environment. And, and I'm not, uh, yeah. you know, my I, friends call me Mr. Brightside, but I'm, I've got no illusions about how tough that battle's going to yeah.
1: be. I, I hope that dream gets drowned in a bathtub, as uh, Governor Kress would say. <laughs> I'm kidding. I hope we can go back to hating each other and arguing over real things again.
0: That's I, what I'm hoping. I want to come on here and just have you written me to shreds for my...
1: I want you to be wrong about an entirely different set of things <laughs> than you are <laughs> currently wrong about, but I don't know if you see looming over my shoulder. That's my daddy that ran with Goldwater in 64. So I, I actually share your hope in the sense that I'm never going to be on the GOP side, but we do need two functioning parties in this country and my dad and Goldwater would not recognize whatever this party has become. I mean it's just it really is I, well, they're not a govern they're not a governing party anymore.
0: Maybe even more than two parties. I mean here's the thing right now Yes, whatever would hurt system- Republicans. I am
1: for that miles. you do that
0: <laughs> a- Amen I mean we would we would love to in certain states set up a competitive center right third party that can compete <gasps> against the gop if it doesn't reform I that mean, is it's a, something that we've said we're looking at that's is a fantastic idea that's
1: plausible that's a fantastic idea miles i am all and see we agree again there we go absolutely <laughs> a center-right third party do it um <laughs> but you did you make a point you make a point in the work you're doing now following the insurrection moderate voters began ditching the uh, gop in uh, groves i have a former lapd friend of mine who has been a conservative all his life he's like that was it the you know attacking the the cops on uh, January sixth. That's it. I'm done. I'm gone from the Republican Party. Um, but you say at the same time a record proportion claimed to be independent, while a Gallup poll showed the largest increase in Democratic Party affiliation in a, in a, a decade. Join us. Just join us. Make be join our big tent,
0: Miles. <laughs> well, I hear you. Look, um, <laughs> I, I I think there's bad news actually for both parties. Um, when you look at that Gallup number, that 50 percent, that's also partly because a lot of people have left the Democratic Party, um, and, and it's a historic number. But, but this is what I compare it to, Stephanie, is, is this dissatisfaction is like any other consumer demand problem. Right now, you or I could order clothes from wherever we want, food from wherever we want, ride shares from wherever, scooters, you name it. We've got more choice and competition in today's economy than anyone has ever had in world history. Ironically, the only place we don't have choice and competition is in our democracy is you know in states across the country the political parties have you know really tightened up the laws in their favor and especially in red states with the republican party and they've made it very difficult to compete and the result is you've got more and more extreme people winning primaries and then they're guaranteed to win the general election that's what we've got to break down to give those disaffected voters half the country more choice and competition like they expect in their democracy. It's one of the things that we're trying to do, and a center-right third party could be an avenue, but there's a lot of ways.
1: Quite seriously, Miles, you make a good point. And, uh, you know, again, your organization, this is just bad for America. You say as as rational Republicans flee, more radical ones are doubling down on extremist political positions. Um, And you, you cite this poll that says a majority of Southern Republicans, 66%, support the idea of secession. I mean, people are throwing that around like it's nothing. Right, like civil yeah. war is is, is it, they're throwing that term around lightly. And you're right; the less rational people like you there are, the more it's a party now of Paul Gosars and Marjorie Taylor Greens who are well, sorry, can, but completely crazy.
0: Can you imagine if that figure had come out during the Obama administration? Yeah, Republicans would be, you know, it, they'd be talking about it for months and months and months about how we, you know, need to break away. It clearly, you know. People are so disaffected with Obama that they want to break away. But they're trying to sweep that step under the rug because they realize that it's, uh, it's a result of their extremist former president, Donald Trump, urging folks to uh, go radical direction. But, I mean, the, you can't overstate that data point, that more than half of Southern Republicans think they should secede from the union. I mean, wake up, people. This isn't a shock poll. It's not a mock poll. This is a real legitimate poll. And go talk to these people. That's how they actually feel. Um, And it's a result of failed leadership. Uh, You know, if we hadn't had a president like Donald Trump, I swear to you, that number wouldn't be the way it is. But he gives these people the green light.
1: Well, and I feel like Democrats are relatively in array. Although you wouldn't know from the mainstream media, we just passed a major infrastructure bill. But, I mean, Republicans really are in disarray, aren't they? I mean, this really is a a battle for the soul of your party. I mean, you were tweeted about when you go against Trump and his minions, they literally try to erase you. I mean, and yet we read a story yesterday, right, Travis, about, you know, Trump getting in the middle of all these Senate races Mm -hmm. is really effing things up for them <laughs> like you know they're losing good candidates and over this loyalty test to trump and you know his you know endless ability to relitigate 2020 over and over again right
0: yeah i mean it you know look it it just shows how petty they are that example that you cited racing history is very um there's just a thousand examples throughout the trump administration i mean in my case the, the Stalin-esque move that I witnessed is after I spoke out against the president one of his stormtroopers at DHS went to the plaque of my name on the wall, unscrewed it and flipped it over oh so that it would be hidden to you know to erase me um, that's comical and silly and what's, what's more worrisome is that individual and according to that article that individual people were worried he was so incensed that he was going to come into the office and, and, and shoot people up I yeah, mean they were they, they were worried for their right. safety. I had to have a protective detail at the time because of death threats, and the picture of Trump's guy at DHS who did that, they sent my security detail that photograph because they said, we want you to be on the lookout. This guy may come after him. I mean, this is how insane it is. If I quit the Bush administration where I worked, I worked for Dick Cheney's office in DHS, and if I quit the Bush administration in protest... They'd have been mad at me. Yeah, see that's <laughs> one place we don't want. <laughs> but if I'd quit in protest No, it's like me cheering you know for Liz
1: Cheney on January sixth committee. I'm like <laughs> There oh. you go. <laughs> oh God, Cheney's so the, right.
0: Uh, the Bush crew would have admonished me, but they wouldn't have tried to kill me yeah. if I had quit in protest. Miles, the Trump crew, Magaland, wants to kill me because I don't yeah. like their guy. No, Because I witnessed I, him firsthand and he's a lunatic.
1: I mean, I you know, I've been a flaming liberal for quite some time, but we do have something in common in that I come from a very republican family. My dad was chairman of the RNC, but he was also a Nuremberg prosecutor. And the fact that people are openly yeah. saying we want to burn books, we want to burn they, literally, has yeah. no one read a history book? <laughs> I mean, we're literally No, no, we just don't want to ban them. We want to burn them. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 just chilling. The 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 you know, uh, just the outright fascism that we're hearing in, in, in some quarters. And I, I don't think it's hyperbole when you look at January 6th to say this is an ongoing coup. As Malcolm Nance says, it's an ongoing insurgency, really, that, that, is you know, that is enabled by your former boss, Trump. And, and, and incited, I, I, excuse me, incited, not just enabled, incited.
0: I, I genuinely don't know what mega MAGA people still need to hear to convince them that the man they follow is deeply unstable and authoritarian. Um, Just the other day, you know, his former spokesperson, Alyssa Farah, who, you know, waited till the end to leave the administration, but to her credit, quit in protest after the insurrection. She went out there and said, yeah, I feared that if he got reelected, we would descend into authoritarianism. Listen up, folks. That was Trump's own spokesperson who spent day to day with him. Yes. His comms director, Stephanie Grisham, who also spent time with him, has essentially said the same thing. His former chief of staff, his former national security advisor, many, many people. These aren't just disgruntled employees. This was his inner circle that witnessed him in person and thought he was mentally unstable.
1: Yeah. I have to ask you who you think is going to win this battle in your party because I know you said I wonder how Trump feels about Yunkin not mentioning him once in his victory speech for the GOP to win they're learning they must lose Trump well and that it, to the degree that it's an SNL squ- sketch you know that you know that got under Trump's skin because yeah. it always because you know his skin is what do we call him Trump with thin skin yes um, <laughs> but I mean yeah but right I mean it's just it is going to be who wins that war between the
0: Trumpers and the, the, the sane
1: people in your party I guess if there's any left
0: well look there's There's a silver lining there in the Glenn Young victory. You you mentioned it. Republicans have found that there is a playbook to go win post-Trump. Hopefully that convinces more moderates to do the same. But your bigger question about the GOP civil war is a really tough one. I think it's gone through three phases. The very first phase uh, was when the Tea Party arose. I called that open hostilities, right? That's when the party was just pitted against each other, the far right against the center. Second phase is what I call of uh, the detente. As Trump becomes president, it's not really a detente, it's more like the intimidation, and he silences the dissidents in the party for four years. Now we're in a third phase of the GOP civil war called rebellion, and, um, and that should tell you where it's at, and that is it's a rational rebellion, but um, it's a rebellion because uh, this side that I'm on is a much smaller side. I think the the MAGA folks really command the majority of the party at the moment, so it really is an uphill battle uh and i think it's going to be a i think it's going to be a decade-long struggle to try to get the gop back from the brink yeah And as i'm saying that, that that's what woke my little puppy up martini mm. this is martini he's he wants to win the gop civil war but he's gonna have to weigh more than six pounds to make that happen. martini
1: does not look ready for a scrap but okay <laughs> nah, <laughs> martini no not is at a- all
0: just a scrap of food is all that guy will get up for <laughs> i
1: thought that was a swifter you just lift up but okay <laughs> that was your dog um So I have to ask you, because you seem so sane. Oh, God, now we're running out of time. Mm -hmm. What was it in the first place that made you think, this seems like a good idea to go work for Donald Trump? Because it took you from that to when you wrote Anonymous.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you the exact answer. Um, It was a good idea because it was a bad idea, if that (laughs) makes sense. I had a friend say to me, why would you go in? He's crazy. And my exact answer was, because he's crazy. (laughs) You know, Donald Trump was number 17 of 17, in the Republican primaries that I thought should win, right? You know, I I helped Paul Ryan with his Trump inoculation plan, which failed spectacularly, right? Mm -hmm. We did not uh, succeed in keeping him out of office. But once he won, the fear was that he would do exactly what we saw him do. So I urged, you know, rational Republicans who'd been in the past administration, rush into that administration and try to stabilize it. Um, But that's where we were wrong. We were wrong in thinking we could be guardrails Because the only guardrail is the American people and their vote. And that's why I ultimately quit and said, look, don't rely on unelected bureaucrats. You have got to go vote him out.
1: I appreciate you and your bravery, and I'm we're so excited. This is your first time on. I hope you. When you were first, uh, you know, outed as anonymous, I was like, "Ooh, he's cute." And then, <laughs> <laughs>
0: secondly, and now I, you're like, "But he dresses like a slop tart." No, <laughs> you're you fit right in here. Yeah, and I
1: wish you the best of luck. Mostly with your third party, center right third party. Absolutely, you've got all your life to live, all your love to give. Absolutely, a third party but we, is a fantastic idea. We have linked to it at your uh, Twitter and your yes! Facebook page, okay. Stephanie. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Come back again, Miles. Thanks so much. Thank you, Stephanie. Bye. -bye. Bye. (laughs) And that little Swifter of a dog of yours.